0: Welcome to Behind the Sofa. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Behind the Sofa, where we review the top 100 horror movies of all time. My name's Ollie.
1: And I'm Kirsty.
0: And who have we got here with us today?
1: Oh my god! Don't just
0: look at me. You got to fucking say oh, something.
2: I don't know if you're gonna say.
0: No, oh. you introduce yourself. Who are you? I'm,
2: I'm Charlie.
1: Charlie. I'm Charlie. Hi, Charlie. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, Charlie
0: um,
1: is our pal for has been our pal for many many years. Strong, and one of the only strong people word that we know. Who you're so rude? I know. Um, I'm so one of
3: the
0: people- here. <laughs> I said <laughs> that I I insulted you on the last episode. And you weren't sat right there, so yeah. uh, that's fine. <laughs>
1: But yeah, one of the only people that we know that we can uh, deeply, deeply discuss horror with, so we knew that we had to get her on here. So this is the first of, of probably a few in the list that we'll get Charlie on. So excited! Excited!
0: Yeah. Yeah. If, if the fans want her back, <laughs> let, <laughs> let us know now, you <laughs> Your insults would crush her. It's um, totally right. um <laughs> But anyway, what's your... So, come on, Charlie, tell us. Horror um, movies. Oh, Your history 11. with horror movies. My tell us. My history with
2: horror movies? Yeah. Um, I don't know. When's... I can't think of a time when I hadn't watched a horror movie. Yeah. It's... Like, well, we talked about this. I was saying that I think Nightmare on Elm Street was probably one of my earliest memories of sleepovers. Um, but, I, yeah, just when I think back, I'm like, horror movies has always been a thing. Yeah in my life I try sometimes to deviate from the horror genre but it just pulls me back in I always
0: feel like since I've known you the horror movies has been like the one thing where we're always guaranteed to have a chat about it it's always yeah. been like have you seen this you know what I mean catching up on this so uh, yeah like as you said when we were like thinking of people to get on uh, I reluctantly agreed to, to let you on so that's I think there.
2: it's safe to say our friendship only exists because of horror movies <laughs> Yeah, not because
0: of Kirsty <laughs> Our mutual friends no. If it wasn't for um, this would be this would be trouble um, But anyway, um, have you seen Phantasm before? We're talking oh, about Phantasm yeah.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yes I have um, And I, I said to you Obviously, before we watched it, I was concerned that this was going to be my society. Because <laughs> I watched Phantasm a long time ago, and my recollection is I loved it. I loved it so much. I bought the box set and all of them, because mm. they're so amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of sat down last night and was like,
3: oh, uh, worry <laughs> uh,
0: Well, I guess we might as well just get straight into it yeah
3: okay Um, so so
0: come on tell us about it Kirsty
3: okay
1: so um, this is number 85 on our top 100 horror movies in history this came out in 1979 and is directed by Don Coscarelli now the weird connection is that when we were discussing which films you were going to do Charlie the other ones that came up that you absolutely love is Evil Dead yeah so um, Don Coscarelli uh, actually worked with Bruce Campbell, lovely Bruce Campbell lovely. Um, on uh, Bubba Hotep so there's like a, a connection between these films that we'll probably end up reviewing together. So I've
0: never seen Bubba Hotep never seen No, that. no. Oh, is it good? God. Okay well obviously yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> she just gave me the filthiest look like you
0: fucking idiot, of course it's good um, It's
2: a zombie, cowboy mummy, Elvis Say, Elvis um Black JFK, Old People's Home, Soul Sucking, it's got everything, and Bruce Campbell.
0: Okay, that sounds well on my street, so I, think, I feel like I've got to check that out at some point. Because So yeah, so Phantasm, what's it about?
1: Okay, um, so it is uh, a teen in a small town who is investigating mysterious deaths, which tends to be quite a good starting point yeah it's a classic pretty horror standard
0: trope. horror trope yeah yeah
1: um but uh yeah i mean we can we can jump straight into it from there or i can give you a tiny little summary of what the actual well here's my about. my first your hot take
0: my hot take is that the phantasm music is very similar to the behind the sofa music <laughs> and I we had, you it. and me and you had not seen it before nope when we, came, when we came up with the music when Kirstie came up with the music <laughs> I basically just sat back eating popcorn and was just like you know what I mean so but we'd never heard it before but I feel like it's really yeah. really we kind of similar but like
1: good synthy horror didn't we it's synthy music was, yeah. was what we were aiming for with the music so I think we uh, did pretty
3: good yeah
0: I'd say so um hot take number two yeah Tommy <laughs> who's the man with the funny moustache at the start <laughs> He's literally having sex with a tall man.
3: Yeah, yeah. He
0: has his is. willy inside the tall man.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Just, I, just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to double check <laughs> that that is what was going on. Well done, well done Yeah, everyone. yeah, yeah that, was, that was it. But, but that's, you know, Pretty there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Well, there is, kind of, because it's is kind of rape because he doesn't that? really know <laughs> yeah. who he is, Would but he... still...
3: Yeah. When no, you I wrote actually down? wrote down
2: because break uh, because graveyard sex gratuitous boob tall man. That's the Ta-da!
3: progression. <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty yeah. much
2: what happened. No, I was like, it starts with blackness that goes
1: on for a really for just a beat too long like, yeah. at the beginning, and then it just cuts straight to sex in a graveyard, and you're like, okay, so we're that's that's where we're going with this. It's and I
0: f- <laughs> and I feel like that is the overarching <laughs> criticism I'd have of this movie. <laughs> I think the ideas in this movie are fucking outstanding, mm. stellar, so interesting. Like, I've never seen a horror movie, even since, you know what I mean? Like, this was made in 1979, so there's been plenty of time for people to to rip off Phantasm. And I've still never seen stuff um, like I saw in Phantasm last night. However... <laughs> there's was a big however. However... Some of the technical kind of aspects of it are all fucking over the shop. <laughs> um, there are just like weird cuts, scenes that last too long. Mm. There's so much ADR, which is like the, the additional dialogue replacement where it's like, I bet they were just sitting in the editing room and they're like, this scene doesn't make any fucking sense. So they're just like, oh, just shove a, just shove a little bit of uh, of exposition over the top. <laughs> And they, which won't match the fucking atmosphere they're in right now it's fine it's absolutely fine um, but yeah like I said there's just some of the technical aspects of the movie are not the best but I just give it it's, it's the little engine that could this movie yeah, you know what I mean oh God, yeah. it just keeps on chugging away
1: but I mean it's it was a a complete and total when you think of like when you think of the term indie film now it's kind of been a bit blurred because there's a lot of money that gets pumped into indie films nowadays but this was a true indie film as in like Don Coscarelli was like renting the filming equipment on a Friday to film over the weekend and return it on the Monday so that you would only have to pay one day of renting the filming <laughs> equipment oh wow um, there's loads of stuff that got cut from it Like um, you know, did get- I read
0: that this was three hours long the original cut?
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's. A, it was a long one, and that's why they what? cut a lot. And that's <laughs> what why was like...
0: that? What was the rest of that fucking well, we footage? Get,
1: we get introduced to. Um. Was it. Uh. Sally and Sue later on in the film who just suddenly pop up and they're suddenly like qualified to
2: look after the teenage kid. I also like the fact they didn't ask any questions. They were like the most understanding.
3: Yeah, yeah. They were
2: just like, yeah, okay, fine. They <laughs> yeah, will look after your kid
3: brother yeah. and please, drive uh, them around. Please they, they, tell, had more
1: yeah. of, they had more of them in it and then that was cut and well, so it didn't that really cut. get explaina- explained as to like who they were or what they were doing there. They just suddenly got like, oh, these are people that have been here the whole time. What are you talking about?
0: Please tell me there was like a whole hour long backstory for Myrtle the woman that popped up in their house for no the, oh my that, god I, she I was, did I was like who why is this woman in their house was like, I thought Mel, it was
1: no you gave me a heart attack I was like you gave me a fucking heart attack like, yes. who the hell are you I was
0: like oh my god it's the fucking tall man he's uh, taken the form of an elderly African American woman I was like who the fuck is this guy this is I was like there's no and especially because they at that point they're shitting themselves as well mm. you know what I mean there's no no if someone turned up in their house at that point they're just getting a shotgun to the face, but all of a sudden Myrtle pops up, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, okay." But there
1: was there was a whole <laughs> bit where it was um, Jody, like the older brother. So you've got Michael, who's kind of like the teen brother then you've got jody and reggie so jody is michael's older brother and reggie is his best mate of like indeterminate age we don't know exactly how there's some, old
0: there's some creepy shit going on like with reggie
1: bald, <laughs> bald with a ponytail and he's still driving an ice cream, cream
0: truck there's a scene in the in, in those scene in the scene at the end which is jumping all over the place here we always um know. that he strokes michael's knee and i was like <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> <laughs> you see, you know, I right. thought he was the tall man again he was yeah. so predatory I mean, in that moment I was like oh I my wrote, god the tall man
2: I wrote, oh Reggie you the best I thought I just, yeah. <laughs> but
1: then we, we have like the the whole like Tommy so you've got Tommy at the beginning who's having sex in the graveyard gets killed by the woman who turns into the tall man who we will go into in great depth like he,
0: that he went into sure. her He's in amazing. great depth that's for sure how rude
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, then, um, and then you've got Tommy's funeral with Jodie and Reggie and he meant uh, Reggie mentions oh you know like three, be- three become two or whatever you know like because they were obviously like three really close friends and then they go yeah I can't believe he killed himself I'm like he got stabbed in the stomach after having sex in a graveyard what did they do to his body to f- set it up to make it look like a suicide
0: well this looks lit, lit pretty cut and dry and self-inflicted <laughs> stab wound straight to yeah. the heart with and his pants around his ankles three <laughs> really
1: weeks ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like okay and then um yeah, and then we we meet Michael, who's like watching the funeral from a distance through binoculars, and which is
2: creepy. So much younger than Jody. Yes, like the age gap between yeah. Michael and Jody is ridiculous. I
1: mean, Jody
0: is—I'm not kidding you—is 57 years old. Yeah.
2: And Michael,
1: there
0: is no way.
1: <laughs> Michael Baldwin, who played Michael, is he a, is
0: not, he an actual Baldwin?
1: He's yeah. not, no, he's, he's not. A he's able, not oh, guy. come on. Uh, but yeah, Michael Michael Baldwin was 14
2: when he did this movie.
1: Reggie was seventy five. <laughs> yeah, <was> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Michael Michael in the movie, his name is Michael in real life. Uh, Reggie in the movie is Reggie in real life. <laughs> and Jody in the movie is Bill in real life. Yeah. No but does isn't
0: his name Cody?
1: Jody. Jodie.
0: No, no, but isn't his second name Bill it no, rhymes with Thornbury. Oh, okay. Well, maybe yeah. I'm thinking of something completely yeah. different. Okay, well, anyway. Um
1: but then we, did, we do have like the the whole uh, Michael is you know like he's he's a teenage boy that's all we know but he can ride a gigantic motorbike he can drive a car his older brother lets him drink beer he looks terrified well, to be... on the <laughs> motorbike as well.
0: That was there is no way that he was riding that motorbike. <laughs> they just strapped no, it, they just strapped no. a camera to the front of a fucking ride on lawnmower <laughs> and they were just like mm, this is about as good as we're going to get it there's no way. Um <laughs> but at this point we see the tall man for the first time with Mm -hmm. the fucking creepiest intro where he just goes the funeral is about to begin and (laughs) I was like oh yeah that has
1: been used on so many like metal songs as like an intro to an album like several different ones I think Entombed used some no they like redid the theme music at one point and there's a whole bunch of other bands that have used that as like their the entry to a song or to Mm. to an album because it works so well but I mean, the actors and stuff, with it being an indie film, the actors are, like, new. They're really green. Some of them are terrible. (laughs) The acting is really bad in some places. But Angus Scrim as the tall man just takes it to camp ham heaven. And he's so good. He's so just... Overly dramatic at different points, and I was just every time he was on the on the screen, I loved it so much. He
0: he made me think he could be like um, David Walliams' dad. He
2: did Walliams. <laughs> David Walliams vibes from him.
0: I could if in the remake if they ever do a Phantasm remake, <laughs> David Walliams is getting a call yeah, for sure. A different different
2: flavor film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they could have fucking Matt Lucas play Reggie. That would be. would ah, be yes. Get the little Britain crew back together. That'd be amazing. Mate. That'd be right, good.
1: We're doing that. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we see the tall man. We know that there's something a bit weird about him, especially because he picks up the really poorly made coffin with one arm and swings it into the herd. Before we get
0: to that, though, <laughs> the world it, obviously he's got a lot of other things on his mind because he's trying to create a fucking slave race of dwarves to do it's God hard. knows what. Yeah, that. But he does a terrible job at embalming Tommy. Mm. That guy looked ripe Mm -hmm. he looked like he but they put no makeup on him they were like in one point they were like oh i'm glad we didn't bring michael along to this he would have been freaked out i'm like i'm freaked out out. that guy looks disgusting he looks like he's they're fucking shooing flies away from him all the time it's like he smells yeah
1: but um yeah so they pick up the coffin and um yeah it's it's made i mean in in real life it was made out of balsa wood and like really really light didn't have a base on it you can very clearly see that mm. <laughs> it's just looks you like didn't you-
2: even try to make it look a bit difficult. No, <laughs> just what? like I know he's meant to be strong. Like I've written down so strong, like straight <laughs> up. But even still, you expect like, just a bit of a struggle. little just yeah. just, you know, bend at the knees. No. <gasps> no, no, he's like way into the hearse. That's <laughs> <was> so
1: good. Remember, <laughs> we've got. Michael going to see a a mystical old lady. Okay, and now you this is no. I love mystical old <laughs> ladies.
0: This is the weirdest thing that's happened in a film where a woman turned into an old guy and they had sex in a graveyard. <laughs> um, why is? is Michael hanging out with this old lady?
2: Why is Michael hanging out in graveyards all the time? Well, that yeah. I can...
0: That, because he's like... They have this weird thing where they say, you know, he keeps on following his brother so I can kind of understand that. But, like, yeah. they introduce this woman who I assume must have had some further part in the plot mm. because she kind of, like, has a connection with, you know, the mystic arts or whatever <laughs> and she has a weird, like, pentagram tattoo on her forehead. Um... But then all I can think is that he was just going to her for life advice, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, it you know that you feel like she's going to come into it because some weird like she's going to supernatural... have a knowledge, about yeah. Him. But she he doesn't in the know, yeah. But then she doesn't come back in the whole fucking movie,
2: yeah. And, I, and and I felt she was just trolling him, like that whole scenario, like just felt like it was obviously when he leaves and and she starts laughing. And yeah. I was like, the whole thing was a joke.
3: I wrote down, she's not like, even why is she
1: laughing, but. Like she makes him. He's just like, oh, what do I do? You know, I'm convinced that like Jodie's gonna leave and everything else. And then it's like it's all a bit weird. And then she just makes this box appear. Put your hand and in like, the He's like, box. what? What the hell is that? And she's like, oh, it's all in your mind. And he's like, oh, okay. Like seems to not be bothered. puts his hand in the box and it's completely lifted from June because they're like, fear is the killer. He's like was this... frightened well, with well, the I hand guess this or was... whatever. It's a complete ripoff. Of, yeah,
0: but it it is is this this is I assume after the book June, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, and uh, so yeah that was like completely lifted from June and they admit that and there's yeah. like a bar in the in this movie called June I think that's the one
0: with the horse uh, yeah with the weird yeah, with horse on the top
3: <laughs> yay
0: we had, the a, we had a lot of fun giving that horse a voice last night it was
1: just... yeah so they're like don't fear don't fear but again that doesn't well, fear really fear is all in your explained. mind yeah fear is yeah. all in your mind then we have J- Jodie and Reggie's wonderful little awkward
0: singing oh my. bit what? <laughs> imagine how fucking obnoxious it would be just picture this right now you go outside and your next door neighbour is on his front fucking doorstep playing electric guitar I'd be like you can get to fuck get out there's no way I'd be so annoyed <laughs> but he's they, back at you, it again didn't
2: Bill Bill Thornbury? yeah didn't he write yeah, that song. He wrote like that he song. actually wrote that song that him and Reggie before together. Yeah. Uh, that
0: one hundred percent tracks exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Don, I can play a little bit of guitar. You mind if I? uh yeah. Well, uh, we really need to get this. See, just let me just little noodle, little, little noodle. No, and like, no, ugh, no, God. no, 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 It's really going to kickstart the music career.
1: But yeah, I literally wrote down. I was like unless this music thing turns up as a plot point later this is ridiculous and it's stupid for being in I've got (laughs) what is going on
2: nothing makes sense at that (laughs) particular point in the film it's such an existential day of
0: what is
3: going on (laughs) I don't know um, Um,
0: um, at this point stuff starts getting weird yeah as if it hadn't been weird already (laughs) but the plot starts to kick in at this point because basically um uh, Jody picks up some woman in the bar, yeah. and they go and once again have sex in the graveyard. I thought and he I had assumed...
1: game. I thought it was like he got on really. He just suddenly picked up this girl, and I was like, "Wow, that was quick!" And she was totally agreeable to doing this. And I was like, "Oh no way!" Is she so he had here? he yeah. had sex with a mm-hmm. tall man as well. Yeah, kind of, almost.
0: Just, just a tip.
1: Did you know that there, that was uh, stunt boobs?
0: At, beginning, at the
1: beginning and in like the bits where you see the boobs the, the woman who plays the like laven, the lady in Lavender or whatever they call they don't give her a name uh, she did not want to get topless so they brought in stunt boobs so that's not actually her so that's why they decided to do camera directly at boobs <laughs> so, like not <laughs> anyone else camera like boobs completely fill the screen
3: it's imagine that being bit, your yeah. job
2: like stunt boobs
1: stunt boobs just boob. bringing the boobs
0: <laughs> I was uh, um, boob number three for uh, yeah. <laughs> in then, Phantasm.
1: Uh, yeah, Michael has followed his brother to of the course. graveyard. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, is he genuinely concerned about his brother or is he just a bit of a perv, I a bit of a peeping Tom? little from column A, little from column B, I yeah.
2: think. Yeah, it's a little bit... I also liked his stealth crouching. Like He, he crouched near stuff. Like, yeah. it, it was the least stealthy thing ever. It's just, I'm going to run in a squaw and stand near things and no one can see me. I'm
3: going to try
1: that. I mean, maybe it works. Maybe people have just written it off, but maybe it is actually a I mean, thing that a works in thing. life. Yeah. Is
0: this where we get introduced to the evil Jowers as well? Yeah,
1: so he sees something, runs away, like Michael runs away screaming. We see the evil jouers, like running off. We've seen them run behind gravestones before which was a good little creepy bit at the beginning like Mm. i thought that was kind of cool um but yeah you basically see the uh like little uh little people in like hoods and capes who look like Jowers. but according to the bits i've read they were like no 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 even though new hope star wars new hope came out in 1977 and this one came out in 1979 we had definitely Definitely sorted out the designs for the little people way before New Hope.
0: Now, were they little people or were they children?
2: Not sure. They are acted by children, mm-hmm. so they're portrayed by children. Okay. okay, but apparently the film is copyright 1977. So although it was released ah. in 79, they had the they done everything already. copyrighted it in 77. Okay,
1: but there will be a lot of people that will be like this. To- they're total was, which I'm fine I- with. I'm fine Absolutely. with thinking that's what they are, but um, yeah. So Michael sees them, he runs away screaming. Jody uh, dislodges himself from the tall man slash lady in lavender who he's doing over a, a gravestone
2: at, Does at he one have point. Pants in his teeth. yes talking he does he does does. does.
1: (laughs) the more that
0: you consider what's really going on the more you're like oh gross (laughs) um
1: but he catches up with him jody catches up with michael michael's like i saw something and like no one believes me or whatever and he's like yeah you're crazy and everything And he's like oh you know i wasn't really following you or you know i thought i thought i saw something then jody goes yeah god man you know she's waiting for me back there i was like really do you think you're that good that a woman would be waiting for you in a graveyard uh. in the middle of the night on her own? Oh, he'll be back in a minute and then we'll just carry on from where we left off. Or is she going to gra- grab all of her shit and fucking get out of there?
0: To be fair, this is the first scene where I laughed. And yeah. I feel like, but this is but I feel like intentionally so, like I'd laughed a couple of times at like how terrible the makeup was on Tommy the Corpse and looking at that weird horse but other than, but basically, this horse. is the first time where I was like, okay, this film's actually funny, and it's pitching itself as funny, and it was the scene where he had the the uh tall man's underwear <laughs> in his <laughs> mouth um, tall man's and, nice <laughs> he and, and he was like I think that's my brother there's something, there's something wrong and I was like okay this film's kind of uh, got a little sly wink to it as well it's not just being straight ahead weird
3: yeah
1: then we get like one of my favourite just little scenes there is um, Michael uh, in bed falling, oh, yeah, falling asleep awesome. and then all of a sudden the tall man is literally standing over his like the head of his bed but, his, he but, it, like, but he's
0: been transport, transported to like a graveyard right yeah. and it's all like misty and there's yeah. the weird showers hanging around and then
1: you've got like two people who you're assuming because at this point we've kind of learnt that like Jodie and Michael's parents uh, died fairly recently and you see two corpses appear from sort of the ground or like from under the bed and start oh, pulling him in different together. directions and in my mind
2: I was like that's like his,
1: oh, his mum and dad like maybe that.
2: That was why I, I took well, it that as feeds anyway. Feeds into later, doesn't it, when they have that whole like, do you think he's taken our parents? That becomes like a yeah. big focus. That's true. They obviously go and check. No, dad. Jody jo- 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 jo doesn't check. Jo- jo-
1: jo- jo- like, doesn't like, I'm dad's not dad's looking.
2: Coffin. I'm not
1: looking. So
0: at this point, he, they, they, this, this is the part where then he goes <laughs> to the funeral home, right? Yeah. Okay. So at this point in my notes, I'd literally just written down this movie's a bit slow getting start. And then a silver ball flew at someone's face, mm. lodged in it, <laughs> and then blew blood out of his. Sphere butthole was amazing. I loved it.
2: But
1: like, yeah, Michael had gone like gone to Jodie. What are we gonna do now? And then it just cuts straight to a scene of Michael, teenage boy. Walking towards the like the graveyard and the funeral home's gates at night and climbing over the gates and I was like, okay, so that's what you've decided that you're doing now. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a man
0: um, of. I like that he's a man of action.
1: I've got to,
2: why though? That,
1: yeah, <laughs> that point. The film, I was and like, then, why, What? What are you yeah. doing? Uh, I mean, and then at this point we're like, okay, so during the the next scene we're like, Michael has weird superhuman strength because he can kick a window, kick a window with window. a light a light tap and get in. These
0: are seventies windows bites. though. These are seventies windows. <laughs> That's not a double glazed he window. That's just that he He's could also do that. the
2: least subtle. Yeah. Like breaking and entering ever. Yep. Yeah. I'm just going to loudly smash this window but he did... <laughs> and then make some more noise on my way in. He's already
0: proven himself to be a terrible ninja. He did drive a dirt bike <laughs> into that graveyard and was like, I wonder I really hope that uh, that Jody doesn't see me. Uh, even though he can clearly <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking Kawasaki ninja doing donuts in a graveyard. Like this Could was you see subtle. Me? Yeah. Totally
1: subtle. Um and then he'd like we meet the uh who is actually listed as the like the janitor of the funeral home. But we haven't really seen him before, have we? So at the minute I was just like isn't it the tall man It looks a bit like the tall man but it's not actually the tall man and then it's
2: just a guy I have who the fuck is this guy written yes, everyone's no, like, <laughs> what is
3: happening <laughs> so who is
1: this guy so obviously they maybe had like scenes with him previously or, or something but at this point we've only ever seen the tall man is the only person who works in the funeral home apparently
0: but let's talk about this and silver ball let's talk about this silver ball
3: yeah
0: the silver ball is fucking ingenious yes so, cool. so I my understanding of it is it's like a fucking guard dog which would, would you say that's right
2: Yeah effective like sentry Yeah cuz uh, as you said they they find they call them sentinels later in the film so they're okay. almost like a kind of it's like a security
0: Now tell thing. me tell me this cuz you've seen other the others right Yeah the other the, the others, other Phantasms, not the movie The Others with Nicole Coombs. Well, um, also seen that Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> do they get, like, explained? The roles.
2: They do, they do. Um, so the whole idea of Phantasm came about because of a dream Don Coscarelli had where mm-hmm. he was running through endless corridors of a mausoleum being chased by these silver ball things. That's cool, I like yeah. that. So that's where the idea comes from. Um, but Did yeah, there's a lot more, they become a lot more significant in later
0: can you can you remember any of the backstory or like what um, they supposed to, what are they supposed to be?
2: Uh, exactly, I can tell you exactly what well, to be, this. Well, this is why spoilers. this is
0: why you bring Charlie on a podcast.
2: <laughs> so they, it's a dual relationship between the Sentinels and the Jawas. Uh huh. they basically they take the brain of the person and turn it into a killing machine and the body and turn it into a slave
0: Uh, okay that's cool I I like that
1: does it get explained as to why they decided if they're making a slave race for a planet why they're taking human sized people and making them into small people because
0: because the gra- think- they said at the end it's to do with the gravity it's, on their it's planet. Exactly what
2: Michael Ooh. says, and Michael worked that out. I, I had that written down. I was like, "He's that kid is smart." He's <laughs> like, a smart kids. Thirty yeah. seconds. Staring into a portal and then comes out and is like, oh, I figured it all out. It's really
0: hot now, to be, that's
2: why he doesn't like
1: cold. Now, them. to be
0: fair, he could also be completely wrong. Yeah. We're just, we're just accepting but that it, that is the reason. He, becomes, they could be like, no, that's not the reason. It's because yeah, they have to go through tiny stupid. little gaps. Yeah,
2: yeah. no, it, it, it's to do, it is, from what I remember, that's canon. It's to do with there being more gravity on the mm. red planet. So it crushes them.
0: I don't think that's how gravity works but I'll accept (laughs) well I'll I'll go with it I'll allow it but I don't think this is going to be I don't think that's true
2: but that's why he still weighs the same when they get Tommy because
3: oh, he's they're like, got the oh, uh, two hundred pounds. Oh, okay. yeah. So
0: surely they should be really short and fat, then. Um, surely they should like blow out from the sides. So they're like
1: compressed like a car in a car crusher, yeah. like they're like, crushed into a cube.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> um, so that's
0: a good. Uh, that's a good way of but, looking at it. But I mean,
1: the, the like orb scene um, is like Michael fighting with the janitor guy, um, and the orb ends up like. Attaching itself with the like the spikes on either side of his of the janitor's head. And then a drill appears oh and manages to get him right in the middle it's of the fridge of great. the nose, drills, and then a hole on the opposite side <laughs> opens out, and there's just blood spurting it's out. Just like
0: pooping blood out. And it
1: is amazing because it just sprays everywhere. He drops to the floor and wets himself I wrote down did he wet himself he did, did he? in fact urinate yeah. and pissed floor. himself yeah, literally yeah. in pissed real life like on the on oh the, okay I thought it going to be like nice to Don touch. Don yeah. Don, well, Don, I mean,
0: Don Coscarelli comes up to you and he's like now nah, listen Bill what are you uh, what, what you're doing what, water you're, what and, you're doing is great what you're doing is great I'm loving it I really think a nice button on the scene would be if you just pissed yourself I'm like <laughs> yeah. I, what I beg your pardon yeah. just piss yourself okay
1: so I mean the the two bits about this bit that made me laugh as well I thought was great is that um, this scene only was the reason why the film when it was originally like looked at was given an X rating which is the kiss of death nowadays if something's X rated people are probably hunt- try and hunt it out to mm. see whether they could handle watching it but back in like the 70s and 80s the X rated would mean that you would find it difficult to find a distributor theatres wouldn't show it it would basically just fall away into nothingness and you'd never see it but they managed to persuade them. But it was based on the fact that there was like spurting bloody rear and the fact that he wet himself. Like the, those two bits were the bits where they were like, "No, nope, that's not good."
0: We should have left them um, we should have left them pissing yourself part out. I'm but during
1: you. this bit, like Ken Jones, who um, played the the janitor, said that he was so exhausted after filming like these <laughs> scenes that he didn't bother taking his makeup off and he was driving home and he got stopped by a cop who initially did not believe that he was like because he was literally covered in blood they didn't believe that he um, uh, had just come from a film set and they were like yeah sure buddy like where have you been
2: (laughs) which I thought was great with regards to the effects the way they film that is that they put it on his face yeah and then pulled it off yeah. and in then ran it in, which is yeah. why it looks weird because it does look bizarre when it attaches itself it's like a bit ca- of an odd jump yeah, mm. but that makes sense because it's actually that close.
0: just occurred to me do you reckon that they I know he said he had this dream where he was in the mausoleum and he was being chased and all that do you not reckon that he probably stole a little bit of it from the prisoner as well I find you know what I mean the rovers from the prisoner yeah
1: maybe like yeah. sentinels like yeah, yeah like a weird like spherical like,
0: like security system yeah,
1: I like that um, I Fucking also like the where they were saying about like how they filmed it was that they actually got like a baseball pitcher to throw the orbs and then they filmed it
3: <laughs>
0: wow
1: so imagine like pitching it like straight down that hallway and then film just filming it going rather than like trying to CGI it mm, in it's pretty cool. whatever they had so in the 70s clever. yeah, it's such a clever idea
0: um, but here, but I think this is this gets onto kind of like the 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 jux the crux crux the crux jux <laughs> crux <The> jux <laughs> crux Sit, to position sitting here with an English teacher I'm just like oh god Juck? the the, the, <laughs> the, the crux of the of what's great about the movie this movie is best when it's using its imagination mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all the interconnecting exposition and you know nuts and bolts of making a movie where it kind of falls down when it's doing when it's being batshit mental that is when this movie is at its best yeah um
1: because well, it's just enjoyable even if it doesn't make sense you're not like what the hell does this mean it's, it's like oh my god this is just fun
0: yeah,
2: yeah. this whole kind of the, the, the whole aspect of the film was influenced by a lot of surrealist cinema yeah so thing Salvador Dali and Sian Andalou um I can't think of the guy that he did that with as well to Bernier or someone no that's the guy that wrote Captain Corelli it's a bit like that okay <laughs> but, but yeah so it was it was heavily influenced by surrealist cinema so yeah. it, and again you can see that that when it gets surreal it works really well when it tries to explain stuff to you it, mm. it really really struggles mm, yeah that's true but um yeah
1: we, we get more of a, a bit of the tall man now and you get them like walking towards each other, Michael and the tall man, as if they're going to have like a final showdown. And then Michael just goes, <laughs> and just runs off to the right, and they have like a chase scene. And it's see, great. that's another it's part where fun. I laughed.
0: I thought that yeah. was really funny. Where he just, go- where he just goes, um, oh shit, shit. and yeah. then just runs away. I was like, this is this that's is good. That's what you
1: would do as a yeah. teenage. And kid. also, that
0: kind of reminds you of the sort of line that you would get in a modern, in a more modern horror film. You know what I mean? Like where it's kind of like. That little oh, twist okay. and they yeah. just yeah exactly, I thought that was good. I and really enjoyed that. It
2: leads up to my favourite vision of the whole film after obviously the <laughs> all pissing blood and that's got to be zombie finger custard. Yes,
0: zombie finger custard.
1: It's yes. so
2: true. Oh my God. So Michael manages to shut
1: the tall man's hand in a door and then he has a knife and he with one chop manages to sever <laughs> the tall he's man's so finger. So strong. So strong. I told you. And and then a whole bunch of custard comes out and despite the horror of that happening and what he's just witnessed with the, you know, the sphere and the blood sprouting everywhere and a guy urinating and <laughs> custard coming out of fingers, he has the presence of mind to grab a finger and then put it in
2: his pocket and yeah. run away.
1: He's a
0: clever kid, I'm telling he's... you. If it wasn't for him, this yeah. whole movie would fall down. Yeah. Fun um, so
2: fact about the uh, the custard blood mm. is that for the UK promo, uh they did a disco version of the Phantasm theme and <laughs> it was released on a special blood stained yellow vinyl edition. No, I want kind that. Kind of want one. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, really right? want right? Definitely want it. But um yeah, I think
1: I read like Coscarelli like he came up with the idea of the disembodied finger in the box by pushing... He pushed his finger through, like, the bottom of a polystyrene cup and liked the visual of how it looked when it was just wiggling around on its own. So decided to put that in a film. So we've got this box that Michael has got. He shows it to his brother, who has not believed him all the way through this. But literally goes, oh, finger in a box, I believe you. Totally believe you now. And then they're like, right, we're going to go to the sheriff go and get the box so he goes to get the box and it's turned into this incredible bug creature for no reason but it i looked, love it it and reminded it
0: reminded me of the critters from critters yes,
1: yes. the wide mouth yeah kind of, like yeah. with the yeah. glowing red eyes yeah, I love. That. does
0: this mean that the tall man is made of critters yes maybe. is he no yes, yes. Is that, maybe is that established throughout no. the film
2: no that's <laughs> i don't even think that the angry gross toothy fly thing becomes significant there's never man, like a, recur. a pick up point later on where it's like, ah. oh, it's because, you know, he's made out of bugs like the bug man in Buffy or That's
0: something. That's a shame because it it, <laughs> it it once again, um, going back to Evil Dead had that great physical comedy slapstick with um, you know, the old classic, like they've they've got the bug contained within uh, within a jacket like a denim oh jacket God, and he's like and then so like miming good. like it fighting them and I was like oh this is fucking this great is so, I love this so much
1: fun um, and um, yeah then they chuck it down a garb- the garbage disposal <laughs> and then Jody picks up the jacket which has now got a hole in it from being put in there like not disdained stained with anything but just got a hole in it and he goes Oh, would you look at that like he's annoyed <laughs> that he there's a hole something, like, like there's no. a hole in just, the denim just jacket just fix
0: it with a backpack yeah. she'll be fine it's the 70s yeah. uh,
1: Reggie turns up and this is the only way that like they can ex- sort of like physically explain to Reggie what the hell's been going on because he's kind of been on the outside of all of this and not really not really involved at all so now he is totally involved no,
2: actually I always I, I feel Reggie is absolutely the hero of the hour like he is for me I just can't
0: give the the title of hero of the hour to anyone with that haircut
1: I thought he was I thought
2: he was going to be the bad guy like when they get towards the end but there's also a thing because actually I didn't pick up on this and I can't remember if I knew this when I watched it the first time but it's earlier on in the film when Reggie's got his ice cream van and he's got the doors open and you see the tall man walk down the street mm-hmm. and does that weird kind That's of a fucking cool scene. air thing. It's so cool, but it's a massive plot point that doesn't really make any sense. All, like, like I said, I didn't figure it out, is the fact that he's reacting to the cold air from the ice cream van because he comes from such a hot planet yeah so it's a huge like clue to the character that never gets picked up on so without Reggie it's really yeah we wouldn't have that yeah it's really Mm.
1: subtle and then you're like oh okay um yeah so then they're like right okay so what are we doing now so then we have the glorious hearse chase Yes They're They're like like, No one's
0: driving that hearse I'm like There is There clearly is I saw them like three times It was a guy (laughs) With a mullet and a moustache Driving that hearse I'm not I'm not buying this
2: I like the fact that He establishes There's no one driving the hearse And then the hearse pulls alongside And Michael goes There's no one driving that thing (laughs) He yeah, we know. Just said that. Yeah, <laughs> literally <laughs> and, and, just told you. And
1: somehow Jody knows exactly what to do. He's like, right, so slow down so he's right on our ass and then like, you know, he's going to come around the side and then he's like, I'm going to do I'm going to sh- like get a little bit further away
2: so I can shoot at the engine. I'm like, Jody's an done Outlaw? Yeah. Have you done this before?"
3: Like
1: I
2: liked the Pep Talk before that where he gives his 14-year-old brother a pump action shotgun, <laughs> and all things, and then it's like, you know, if you're going to shoot someone, don't shoot, you know, don't no warning shots, shoot to kill. It's like, what are you doing? It's a child. To be, He's fourteen years
3: old. To be
0: fair, though, if you let's say you and your sibling well you know what i mean abandoned at that point i probably would be me and my brothers would be throwing pump action shotguns to each other i feel like this is but you're
2: also not you've got 40 got no parent- years older <laughs> uh, younger yeah.
3: brother. that is true
0: <laughs> i feel like with no parental supervision there would be a lot of uh yeah. hanging out of the sunroof of a fucking muscle car firing pump action shotguns Dear i do have at this
2: point the fact that like there's a real sense at this part of the film that They're digging into this stuff. Like, they all know something weird is going on, but there's Mm -hmm. nothing really concrete to justify the amount of investigation at this point. Mm. And yet they've caused enough trouble by digging into this thing that they don't really understand, that Mm. it's now escalated. And I was just like, no one knows why any of this is happening. They just know that it is happening. (laughs) And now it's getting a bit out of control. And and I don't really understand where we're going.
1: (laughs) Which is what sucks you in, I think. Like You're just like, I really want to know where this is going. But the, the hearse, then they manage to make it crash. It crashes into a tree they go back to it of course but my brain would I mean you know like I'm kind of in two minds because like we'll watch horror movies and we'll be like you idiot like you just assumed that this assailant was dead and you just went oh okay fine and then just carried on your merry way um, but then you've also got like you idiot like why would you not be getting the hell out of there like but then they go back and they find that the uh, the car wasn't driving itself it was a it was a Jawa they pull back the hood and they find out that it's Tommy and Jody's like Oh, Tommy.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> Almost like, like he's like you like, wouldn't
1: be, like, like, like he's... disappointed yeah. in Tommy. Yeah, but it's oh, like Tommy, how could you horrified or like, you know, cuz a normal person if like one of your best closest friends had just died by suicide as far as you understood, all this weird shit is going on.
3: And then, and then you and then you,
1: he turns up and he's like still shuddering and juddering and moving and like looks like he's alive. You would be like horrified, possibly vomiting, like mm-hmm. you know, like absolutely like distraught by this, and he's just like, "Oh no, There's a bit rubbish." you've really, like, really, really let but the side it's down, Tommy.
2: With um, like Reggie takes it really well as well. Yeah. He brings up, he's like, "Oh yeah, bring the van because we've got something." Uh, and, and Reggie's biggest complaint is that you know he's now three feet long that's the mm. only yeah. thing that he seems to really point and out and it might and, be and leaking on the ice cream
1: yeah. that was- I was
0: like dude you need to be getting rid of all of that ice cream no yes. one wants your frozen custard blood disgusting ice cream I want
1: frozen custard but not that one yeah. so um yeah, so Michael goes to hang with Sally and Sue, who we never met before, who were in previous cuts of it, but like we just assume, and they've magically got an antique store, which leads him to. I Bible, thought I thought that was a... going to be
0: I thought that was going to be where the the old lady was. Yeah, but I it was wasn't. Like, but it wasn't. I was because I, I thought the girl that one of those Sally and Sue. I thought that one of those girls was. The
2: oh Starface Yeah, yeah From before didn't. But no, no, no Not that either And actually Talking about Starface What was the whole thing With the scene of her Wandering through the mausoleum Yeah Going to the door Just That doesn't get explained No There's just that That little scene After oh, yeah. he's gone to see them Where she is walking Through the corridors Clearly in the know Nothing yeah so
1: we're assuming that the old lady and the reason why does they the old lady laughing, not turn
0: up in any of the other ones
2: i can't i can't remember
1: i don't think so
0: okay weird yeah, it's
2: a little bit so weird. weird but then
1: they drive up and they're like oh i have to go home now they drive along they find reggie's truck because he's been overpowered by the jawa in the back they find his ice cream truck on the, on its side and he's just all like,
0: oh, this reminded me of was that scene in the simpsons where he drives the ice cream truck and yeah. it flips over on its side and he's like well I can't choose without the pictures
1: <laughs> but Michael goes up to investigate then goes back to the car and he's just like we have to get out of here now and they're like why what's going on and they just sit there for an, a really oh annoying God. length
2: of time and you're like come on it's the one point like they've been so compliant all the way through yes Mm. Michael can hang out no no arguments yes I'll drive him home even though I've been told to keep him here yes I'll stop my car and wait for you to check out this crashed ice cream van and now you're having this massive panic screaming to leave and now I'm going to sit here and think about things it's like why? I I did
0: also laugh because they were like is that Reggie's van? and I was like how many fucking ice cream vans are there yeah, are drive, driving along the same road that you knew he was just driving down? And so a real retro 40
2: year old Virgin.
1: yeah, and a real <laughs> retro looking van as well, because we're it. assuming that this is actually set in the seventy in the late seventies by like the clothes and everything. But else But he looks so. like a nineteen
2: forties. Yeah, it's like a nineteen forties
1: fifties ice cream van. It's really cool, but mm-hmm. it's like it. Uh, like, yeah, it's weird. But then I so, also at that
2: point. Question: Why Jody was napping while all of this is going on yeah. with Reggie and his brother? Jody was having a weird dream. Well, here's
0: here's the thing: this part of the movie gets a little bit weird, <laughs> and not weird in the good way. It weird. weird before, this was eh? weird in the editing way. Like there was so much like dead air and weird stuff going on, and just like they kept on splitting the characters up, uh, which made no sense to me in terms of the plot or the kind of like guys we're getting into the final stretch of this movie let's just fucking get stuff moving along now and they kept on stopping and breaking them up and blah 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 (laughs) I just thought the end um, was not the kind of like breathless chase that it really wanted to be
1: Mm. I mean normally when you have like um, the main characters that have sort of separated they're each discovering their own little bit they've done it really well in Stranger Things they've done it well in other movies that we've watched where each of them is discovering a different piece of the puzzle and then they come together at the end and that all of it joins together and I think that's what they were hoping for. Yeah, but but it <laughs> just didn't but, work. But no like but like, but like but so. like Charlie
0: said, Jody was literally having a nap. It's yeah, not like the picture
2: that... that moves that Michael found. He doesn't tell anyone about. Like that's what spurs him to go. But oh, he doesn't yeah, yeah. say to Jody this oh guy's my God, been around. This guy's for... been around forever.
1: <laughs> we should probably watch ourselves. Plus, the fact that it's a small town. Wouldn't you be like? That funeral director's been around for a really long time. Like, but you they know. they
2: don't seem to. I mean, there's a real sense that again, I think to do with maybe that surreal, like the surrealistic idea is the fact that they they have really weird acceptance levels so going back to after they found Tommy and they have a conversation where they're literally like obviously he's taking bodies and crushing them into slaves yeah, and it's the only. They don't throw out like what possible that is the only thing it can be. Obviously, it's suddenly that. come and to that. All three of them are like, yes, that seems to be what's happening here. Let's go and figure it I'd out. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's hang
0: get, on. Let's get let's peer review this. This oh, doesn't yes. seem to be like the only conclusion we can come to here.
1: <laughs> should we should we also point out that when uh, Michael manages to find his way back to the house after the Jawas have overpowered them in the car, which is great, mm-hmm. like big wrestling scene with all the people in the oh car, my God,
2: which goes on for again just a to beat to long Just too long, yeah. But
1: it, it's it's great, but it's really funny. And then they go like driving off, and Michael manages to kick out the the back window, well, pushed, I think. pushed. Yeah, gets thrown out the back window and rolls off the back, and then they drive away. And then um uh he runs back to the house. Jody is having a nap, uh, having a weird dream, and wakes up. And then they're talking about it. And then he just lets Michael have a beer.
2: At fourteen years
1: old I think like, that's
0: that for me is fine.
2: I quite like that. Michael
0: yeah, came was in. Like he's a... had
2: a hard day, he grabs the beer, he takes a swing yeah, I it. I'm that like was you know funny. what Michael he yeah, he that. drive drive
1: cars, ride motorbikes and drink beer and fun fun, fun patches, though, shotguns and stuff. It's a cool older brother but Michael still...
2: Baldwin, that's where he learnt to drive. Yeah. Really? He learned to drive on the fantastic
1: set. No, oh, that's cool. Car, yeah, I like car. that. Oh, that's so cool. Obviously yeah. not
0: a motorbike, but still.
2: <laughs> so at this point, Jodie's
1: like, right, I'm going to take, take matters into my own hands. I'm going to lock you in your room in your using a <laughs> screwdriver. Michael-
0: What if he died? yeah what if he died and he what, locked Jody. Yeah. yeah and and Michael would just be like starving to death inside this fucking room because yeah, he's been locked in I, but it's I did,
2: okay I did genuinely have a fire safety moment where I was like what if there's a fire yeah, like, there was a, a moment where I was like mm. some sensible grown up stuff but during
1: the time that Jody locks him in his room, walks down the stairs, gets into his car and just about pulls out of the driveway, Michael has managed to MacGyver the door open <laughs> using a hammer, a shotgun shell and a push pin, which seems like a really bad idea. But I thought it was a fucking. I, was, I thought that was great. I Mate, absolutely I love, love that, at that scene. Point, yeah, I love this kid. Like, my it's
2: just the best.
1: It is great, but like I said, the timing because once he's done that and he's like reaching out of the hole that he's made in the door to like unlock it and everything, we cut to Jody who has just sort of like meandered down the stairs, got into his car in the garage, and pulled out of the driveway. So he thought of that really quickly.
0: He's it was a like, smart
1: kid. <laughs> yeah, he's a smart kid. But he's I was strong, like, anti-smart. that was really quick. Um. But uh yeah, then um we see like Michael gets kidnapped by the uh by the tall man who comes out with the
3: boy <laughs> line,
1: which I love yeah. so much. Um he gets dragged into the hearse. Is it the same hearse that hit the tree? Are there multiple hearses? Oh, he's gotta have more than one
0: hearse. It's a funeral it's... home. Yeah, yeah. Do you so... think he's operating that funeral home like a normal one as well? Yeah like he's paying taxes and like he has yeah. to order in flowers and... yeah or does he
1: kill the tax man when he uh... <laughs> or,
0: is, or is everything? Ma- is he magic everything there or, yeah. or maybe know. he gets the Jawas to do it he must yeah.
2: have to have a series well, of aren't like they? fake so...
0: identities he's just...
2: actually his own great, great 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 grandson at this point because he's had to kind of reinvent himself like a yeah. <laughs> new looks, ID yeah and he he's looks got, identity
0: the Jawas are like top. his evil oompa lumpers. they are and they do all the real work
2: they yeah, do
1: but um yeah, so Michael, despite his superhuman strength that we've had all the way through the film, is not able to kick the window out of the back no. of the hearse. Despite doing it with both feet, kicking it really hard, can't get, can't kick the window out. Um, and then the hearse lightly taps into an object <laughs> and explodes to high heaven. Yes, and it's amazing.
0: That was straight so, up, straight up Simpsons. Yeah. I was like, as soon as anything touches anything, the two just that explode. Was
1: just yeah, amazing. It was great. Um, and I think
0: let's should we jump should we jump to the end at yeah. like the very end
1: yeah so we find out that the awkward music bit earlier on it is literally to introduce Reggie's tuning fork idea because mm. we see him with the tuning fork
0: oh so you're right so it did serve a purpose yeah that is still you still really they, they came weak. up with that idea yeah. after the yeah, fact real
1: weak connection so yeah so basically earlier on with, during that awkward music bit we see Reggie use a tuning fork on his guitar um, and then uh, they go into the mausoleum. So at this point, we've got... Um, uh, we haven't seen Reggie since the overturned ice cream truck, so we no. don't know his fate. So then Jodie and Michael go to the mausoleum. Separately. Jodie yeah, Jody checks out or tries to check out to see whether their parents' bodies are still in the, uh, in the casket. He can't look, but he's like, oh, it must be in there. Like, you would want to know, wouldn't you? So Michael then looks and there's nothing there so we assume that like they've also taken <laughs> they it. got daddy yeah they did <coughs> they totally got daddy Um, and then um, yeah so they go into the room which we've seen the door the yeah. really ominous looking door we've not seen past it it goes in and then it becomes completely sci-fi so rather than mm. the slightly gothic-y small town thing we've now got like this total sci-fi like
0: there's a weird like gateway to another planet made of like two
1: plastic barrels
0: yeah I I... I also feel like they ran out of the same kind of barrel (laughs) did you notice there's (laughs) like like, they they were like yeah they were like they had oh right boss we've got a hundred of these barrels that should be enough and then when they got there it didn't quite reach the point where they needed it to so they were like fuck we're gonna have to just stick an extra like nine barrels but they don't look the same they'll have to do Regis they does. didn't have the same little window on the rest of them I like the she...
2: handy window so you can see what's in the barrel yeah, yeah of course. He was like they're dwarves <gasps> <laughs> dun 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 and um obviously at that point Reggie yeah hero- and, and I love the fact my, I wrote down what Reggie said when he talked about he said been hiding out in a coffin playing like a stiff and I
1: was
3: like, <laughs> that line that line is gold yeah but
2: during that bit I was
1: like Reggie's gonna be a bad guy cause he comes back and he's not he's completely yeah, I at that point I did he's think like, he was a bad guy he's Sally and Sue are fine I you know, rescued all the girls everyone's fine but you can't see them but they're totally fine just believe me and I'm absolutely fine I'm not traumatised whatsoever from being attacked by a tiny Jawa and like my car being overturned I've got no scratches on me
2: whatsoever let's go in this room because as you know, I said at the start, Reggie yeah. is the hero of the hour he mm. is the real hero of the Phantasm films
0: but I was going to say he He's the hero he is the, the main character in the rest of them right
2: uh, it's him and Michael for the okay. rest of the films. Because oh. obviously, you know We'll Jody's, find out. J's yeah. gone. Yeah. So it's just Michael and Reg. Yeah.
1: Boys together. so Yeah, another <laughs> bit where we were saying about them understanding what the hell was, was going on is like they go into they go into the room. We've talked about it earlier that like uh, Michael goes part way through the portal but is held up by his belt conveniently at the back. Yeah, thanks yeah. for that. Um but they go through the portal to the other world just to like see what's going on. They completely understand what's going on Everything. from like ten seconds. I'm of,
0: glad someone did because I, I didn't have a fucking clue yeah, what I'm was glad, going on. At I'm this glad point. they
1: explained it. But then they they come back outside. The tall man shows up as the lady in lavender and then uh, like tries to seduce Reggie, stabs him in the gut once and then leaves him. Yeah. And then Michael is like. Uh, Oh no, Reggie at this point has worked out the tuning fork thing, so it's like vibrating at a frequency to create the portal. He puts his hands on both the top of the things... And then create some kind of weird windy storm
2: going on. This is on. entirely a film about people doing stuff on no evidence whatsoever, <laughs> and it actually working. Give it a try. Why not? Yeah, and he's then got it works. No, no reason why that wouldn't just blow up in his face. But he's <laughs> like, yeah, I reckon if I do this, it'll be fine. It's like a tuning fork, right? Yeah, totally. That I got that. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: so the tall man stabs Reggie in the gut once and then leaves him. And then, like, during this sort of windy storm thing, you've got Michael, like, younger brother, you know, who's obviously been hanging around hanging around with Reggie, who's his older older brother's friend. And he's like, we have to go get Reggie. And Jodie's like, no, he's dead. <laughs> Doesn't even go to check. You know, he's lost another yeah, there's friend. There's no time for that. He's like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't really care. And then there's um, that weird
2: disco effect on the house that I, again, can't <laughs> work out why I wrote, happened.
0: I wrote down at this point, this movie could have used a few extra bucks. Mm. You know what I mean? There are one or two, like, they they had a great idea where it was like, it was phasing in and out of reality. But it was like, let's just put a couple of weird coloured gels over the top of it. That'll yeah, do.
2: That's fine. was that like earlier in the film when you had the um, Sentinel vision? Mm. And again, there was just that what, what the red five seconds yeah, yeah. just a couple of flashes of that's what the Sentinels see for, for no reason <clears throat> I kind of like that it was good but
1: yeah they, they definitely could have like used a bit of extra money but it is like truly indie film which is what I kind of like about he it he borrowed hmm. the
2: money off his dad ah. his dad was I think an investment banker and he, he basically he went to his dad for the money and they had a $300,000 budget mm-hmm. it's not bad not bad. But, I mean,
1: like, they did what they could with the money and they made an <laughs> yes, entertaining film. So, um, And Ugh. then we get on to... I love a good... I mean, we we talked about it in It Follows as well where you've got, like, a real goofy, like, Scooby-Doo ending of, like, how to destroy this, like, possibly un- indestroy- indestructible force. And they're like... Well, you know, like, way down the other end of town, that really, really far away
2: place, there's a mine shaft. Let's push him down there. Yeah.
3: Again, Why not? Again, from
2: nowhere, mm. Jodie's just like, oh, I have this plan, we're going to do this. There's no bones to it whatsoever, but it will work. Yeah. yeah. And I actually wrote down, what's the plan at this point? Mm. Like, what... Yeah, okay, shaft. we'll get him to fall into it, but how are you going to get him to follow you? And as I'm going through this process, obviously, somehow he plays straight into their hands, and it happens... Perfectly, <laughs> not even how they planned it. Like, there's no credit to the plan because there isn't a plan. It just happens anyway. Yep. And I was like, yeah, what's the plan? Oh, don't worry. No, no, it all, it all worked out. It's totally fine. And then what I'm going to do, right, <laughs> is you, you um,
1: lure him to the mine shaft. I'm going to go up there and go disguise it with stuff. Am like right? okay, it always works. yeah you, you do that, and then uh, yeah, so Michael then lures and like um chases like the tall man's chasing him, they run past you know the um convenient like danger open mine shaft, <laughs> sign, hidden. so we know where we are
3: mm-hmm.
1: um manages to make him fall into the mine shaft, um and then a whole bunch of rocks come falling down. And then Michael is standing in the path of where the rocks have just come from, yeah. not bothered about his own safety. Turns round and sees Jodie at the top of the cliff, going "Yeah!" Double fist in the yeah! air, super happy.
0: Those are then... trick. Those are trick shots. <laughs> he could do that a million times again and not get one of those rocks in that fucking hole. Yeah. but it's like all like ten of them, like yeah. perfectly line up.
3: Yeah,
1: and then and then we cut to massive jump cut at this yeah, point. Yeah, huge jump cut to michael sitting in front of a fire with reggie cuddling weird yeah having a weird weird cuddle um talking about how you know i heard noises he's not he's gonna be able to get out there he's not you know this isn't the last we've seen of him and everything else and then reggie goes yeah but it was just a dream and i'm like what i literally wrote down what also
2: the fact that that we discover at that point that jody is now dead yeah
0: right now here's <laughs> right now okay yeah. Jodie died is, in a which, car which, crash which, okay but then, also, but then also it does the whole it does the whole uh, like Friday the 13th not Friday the 13th uh, maybe a bit Friday the 13th bit, Nightmare, uh, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm, Elm, Street, Elm Street where it's like oh but is it and mm. then because all of a sudden the tall man turns up at the end what is Charlie what <laughs> is the real which is the real part uh, it did all of the events of the movie happen or was it just at the, the end where it's like oh Jodie died in a car crash well
2: the The series of films in Phantasm Four it actually leaves it on a very similar approach that I think the films are designed pre this is pre obviously phantasm Five, which mm. i 've not seen, but Phantasm Four leaves it with a massive question mark as to whether it is all a phantasm is in in your mind or mm. real so it 's never clear whether or not Michael is just delusional and has just imagined the entire thing mm. all four films worth. Or not? If let's be- I don't know if if the not fifth have film. I don't know if the fifth film tackles that at all. Mm. I mean, let's answer this question because we're like,
1: okay, so right now, like Reggie, like so, the parents are dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jody is dead. Reggie, Reggie clearly now guardian of some kind even though he's just like a mate he's not they've not got any <laughs> other relatives but to hey, take ownership of a, a teenage boy he job
2: as an ice cream man
1: of course yeah. yes but and then a we, lovely that's recession the proof <laughs> the main the main question that I have at this point is we see Michael uh, lovingly looking at a photo of Jodie Jodie is with a dog that is in nowhere no yes! else in the film what where is
2: that dog why is there not? Why is the dog not part of the rest of the film? Yeah, why, why is, is it there a dog in a photograph if there isn't going to be any dog yeah. at any other point?
0: Guys, if that's your biggest question from the end of this movie, yeah. <laughs> me and you must be watching a different review. So like, yeah. I'm. I here's the thing. It, I'm one hundred percent on the side that the things that happened in this film happened. I can't. Begin to accept that it was all a dream and that what the real stuff was that last like 10 seconds throwaway at the end. Yeah, I, yeah. My, I my brain is refusing to allow me to believe that. Well, the yeah.
2: second film picks up a few years later, and Michael has now been in an asylum for a number of years. The ah! Phantasm 2. Uh, Michael's been in an asylum, stuff starts happening, change of actor because allegedly the studio said that they had to all audition for their parts again and that the uh, Coscarelli was only allowed to have either Bill or Reggie and he chose Reggie
0: why and they
2: recast now interestingly enough uh, at that point Brad Pitt auditioned Uh. for the role of Mike in Phantasm 2 okay. uh, but for 3 and 4 and 5 they brought back Michael Baldwin mm. because okay, they didn't have the uh, studio he's, constraints
0: other than Angus Scrim, he's clearly the best thing about this movie yeah. and Where's I am um, Reggie Bannister for me n- no come <laughs> on it. you you have a weird bald man with a ponytail <laughs> face stop it stop. just because he could give you ice, free ice cream as well
2: uh, yeah Oops. <laughs> covered in uh custard cream. Yeah, food. custard
0: cream, uh gross. Mm. But but the Michael does a good job in the fact that he is a child actor, but I don't want to punch him in the face. Like being a child actor is you know, what I mean, they have that sometimes they have that real stagey sort of
2: shouting a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I I thought he was Ed great. i long in Terminator too. Yeah. Like yeah. that to me, although I love Let's that go film. Go. Squeaky, voice breaking. That, yeah, that to me is the epitome of where child actors really frustrate yeah, yeah, me, yeah. they just seem to all feel that, that acting is shouting. Mm. Yeah, and Michael didn't resort to that, which I liked. Yeah.
0: So, did this film shit you up?
2: <laughs> it didn't. It didn't shit me up. I really enjoyed watching it. There's some um, genuinely creepy scenes. Yeah. The uh, the dream scene, obviously, with mm. the tall man standing over the bed. That's the kind of thing I think. You know, maybe in the middle of the night, if I woke up, <laughs> that might pop into my mind, and I'd be a bit like, mm. yeah, don't like but that. that's as much as. But But like, even
1: the little like the bits that would have been so simple to film, like right at the beginning when like Michael's in the um, uh, in the graveyard, and you see the little flashes of the little people like running behind Mm. the headstones. Simple, but it it works. Like creepy flashes like that will always give me a little bit of a jump, not frighten me as such, but make me like oh, you know, like I am intrigued now. Um,
0: It didn't shit me up, but I am very appreciative of the of the creativity that's gone into it yeah. I would have loved if Don Coscarelli had made two movies before this if this was like he'd settled in he sort of like knew his crew they'd you know maybe they got a little bit more experience under their belt because I feel like as you you know I mean when you see the the work of like someone who's put a couple of years mm-hmm. into filmmaking that those kind of like teething problems go away you know the editing the weird pacing in certain bits um plot lines that just don't really go anywhere but you for the edit you still have to kind of keep part of them in and then just creates massive confusion i just think it's best when it's being funny because it, cause it yeah. is legitimately funny especially i think michael um interacting with anything that's slightly out of the ordinary like you said when he has the beer when he is being chased by the tall man all those kinds of things There's i thought were fucking nice great
2: character moments yeah that exactly so subtle that work really really well and they, they just
0: feel real as well because I yeah. think you need something real in a in a world where silver Christmas ornaments are chasing people <laughs> and drilling out their fucking heads and custard fingers them. you know what I mean I feel like you need to have someone who's going to act for the audience and be like whoa wait what the fuck's going on here? you know what I mean yeah. so I, again, I have the same feeling account
2: that this kid hasn't done a lot of acting yeah. before
0: as well no. so um, I'm yeah. just trying to think where I would put this in the list it's not it's not gonna be super high for me
2: okay I I, I want to put it higher because I love it and I still love it I'm really glad coming away from watching it again that I've that I retained that love mm. that I, I feel justified that yeah. it wasn't some you know because I was just too young to know better um, but I and I want to put it higher because I love it but if you're looking at you know for what what our top 100 horror movies are in terms of scary or anything like that it, you know I, I agree with you it doesn't doesn't deserve to go massively higher in the list for yeah. that reason. Like mm. I
0: even just look at it to a similar in maybe vibe like Reanimator. Yeah. it's no. Mm. This movie is n- nowhere near as good as Reanimator. Um, I it really enjoyed watching it though, but yes. I the fact that I enjoyed watching it made it more frustrating when it didn't do what Quite I wanted delivered. it
2: to do. Mm. I think its biggest issue is, as we said before, it's a three hour. Like, it's a three-hour-long edit, mm. so you've taken out half of what you've filmed. Yeah. There's a lot of exposition, presumably, in that.
3: Mm. So
2: you t- it, that's part of the reason it doesn't hang together. It's also, I think, the issue, uh, looking at the the background for it, Coscarelli spent three weeks writing alone in an isolated mountain cabin. And he actually admitted the longer he was on his own in the cabin, the weirder his ideas became. <laughs> Maybe so it should have been four weeks then. Some guy sitting in a cabin just making mental stuff up. Yeah. So I think that those two things work against it,
3: unfortunately. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. But I mean, the, the original point of it,
1: I think, was meant to be like it's really focused around like death and mourning and coping with like tragedy and stuff like that and like whether your mind starts like playing tricks on you or not and whether all of this stuff actually did happen so it is interesting to think about it that way and like Mm. all of the themes around like yeah just dealing with like horrific deaths and things Mm. but um yeah I mean I I really really enjoyed it and I would actually be interested in watching the other ones just yeah, to see th- where it goes That's now.
0: that's what I'm saying I feel like I'd like certain bits to be fleshed out more however I could also I can also see the kind of like merit of having it as being like a standalone one-off but just if they went back and kind of like tied up some of those loose if they just made it a little bit tighter they made some bits make a little bit more sense then I feel like it would totally work as just like a one off
2: yeah I think this is from watching the other films as well I think going back to watching the first one which I didn't remember a lot of because it was so long ago and a lot of the visual references and a lot of things that I remember about the Phantasm films actually come from later films
3: Mm. Mm.
2: and I think the later films are stronger I think it kind of as a package it works with all four films yeah. but on its own it it doesn't because actually a lot of that stuff's explained um, I think it's in the third film that a lot of the scenes they cut from the first film, they found some of the footage and reused it in
1: the oh, third, okay. film. third cool.
2: and fourth. So I think, a bit more. actually, when you look at the, the series of films by the fourth film, mm. you do have more of a. I mean, my understanding of the Red Planet and the gravity, all that stuff, actually doesn't come up in that film hardly at all. No. The, like I said, all of my understanding and reference points are from the rest of the films in the series that you need to make sense of the first film. Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: I'd probably rather they didn't explain anything in this one and then kind of kept it for a later one and just made the visuals stronger Mm. and made the story like the editing and the kind of sequencing of events make more sense and then maybe like in two three four that's when they start to get into oh the red planet the gravity all those kinds of things I would have preferred that more rather than just having everything be like Offhand, or like yeah, like yeah like trying to wedge it in but it's um, actually
2: the whole thing is an alien invasion movie you know that right yeah, yeah. but well, it's weird
1: Is like i think they mentioned like i think don coscarelli when he like approached angus scrim and was just like we really want you to be in this film you're going to be an alien and because of it being like late 70s when this was made and angus scrim already being an old man he was like fantastic which country am i going to be yeah. from like he thought illegal alien yeah. as in you know like, like what are the terms yeah and um yeah and then they were like no 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 you're going to be from another world as if it was like a really shocking amazing thing that they were going to have an alien in a movie and i was like it's kind of weird but um yeah the going back to talking about the sequels the fact that we've watched I can't think how many other films we've watched that have got, like, a number of sequels. I don't think there's that many. But there's not Bra- brain many... De-
0: Braindead's probably the the one with the m- screen? most... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Screen, screen, yeah.
1: But there's not been any films so far or the ones that we've got on the list where they've got a number of sequels that I've actually been, like, this interested in watching yeah. to learn more about the story and about the world. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's kind of instilled that in me, that I'm, like, I'm quite ready to watch, like, two, three, and four is a kind of a you know like a tribute to like how much I actually enjoyed this film so like
0: i said i think it's interesting enough to make you want to go back you can it's clear to see that someone with a lot of creativity has made this movie i just wish they'd practiced their craft a little bit more beforehand (laughs) maybe (laughs) done a few short films yeah exactly good
2: idea but i think you summed it up absolutely perfectly right at the start when you said this film is the little train that could i think that absolutely
3: (laughs) going yeah it nails it because you're right
1: it is yeah Um, Yeah, um, right
0: any any other point any other trivia you want to chuck in
1: two more little factoids um the the name is quite cool because um phantasm uh like we said you know phantasm is actually like uh meant to be uh it's something that appears in a disturbed mind so we're not sure if it works or or if it's real or if it isn't so that's the question that we've been asked throughout with like michael whether like it's all a figment of his imagination whether fear is in the mind you know all of that kind of stuff so that all ties together but it also ties together in that um like uh phantasma in spanish means ghost phantasme in italian means ghost so they were able to translate that quite easily the only place it didn't translate very well is in australia where phantasma is the name of a like sex comedy movie that's already out there so they changed it to the never dead the never dead is the the title in australia Which makes you think phantasma. of arrested development yeah. and
0: the never nudes but there you yeah. go and uh,
2: that's the, because it's part horror part zombie part sci-fi they are actually yeah. zombie midget jawas it's very true
1: it's it's all a bit yeah mixture of everything and the other one that i really loved is that uh lovely jj abrams who i very who i like very much um actually named captain phasma in star wars mm-hmm. um after the orbs in phantasm because when he saw the silver suit he was like it looks like the orbs from phantasm let's call it uh, and then came up with the name captain phasma
0: bad robot did the 4k restoration of this movie as well so
1: he's obviously a fan yeah
0: big fan. obviously a big big fan there you go
1: yeah those were my interesting facts you got anything else for us no i think i've uh i've
2: got all of mine
1: so at the the end of it we haven't quite decided where this is going to be we'll probably move it around a little bit in the reshuffle but i really did enjoy this film i thought Mm. it was fun had a great time mm. it was nice to see all of us scribbling down notes at the exact same moment and wondering <laughs> if we were writing down the same thing but was we seem to all be in pretty much in yeah. solid agreement it just needed a little bit of work here and there but otherwise it's an entertaining watch which yeah. we would recommend watching so yeah, i
2: think yeah b minus <laughs> must try harder what went well
0: yeah yep.
3: <laughs>
2: even better if good thoughts just plan yeah before filming
0: that would
2: be my cut the guitars you'll be fine feedback Uh,
0: right well any more for any more make sure you uh, make sure you get us on uh, on instagram at behind the sofa podcast and facebook.com forward slash behind the sofa podcast uh leave a review for next week's movie and we'll review uh, and we'll read it out on the podcast uh what in which case week? let's uh, let's hand over to kirstie who's going to tell us what next week's movie is
1: yeah, next week is number 84 which is the orphanage which came out in 2007 now we mentioned previously on uh episode zero where we run down the list this is um directed by j j a bayona or Biona, have to look up the trans- the, the pronunciation, um, who worked closely with um, one of my absolute favourites, this is Guillermo del Toro, love. who just has such love, a love, beautiful love. vision of, of amazingness. I watched The Orphanage a long while ago, um, so I'm really looking forward to watching it again. So the little summary that we've got is that a woman had uh, a lovely upbringing in an orphanage, not what we usually hear about orphanages uh decides to buy the orphanage that she grew up in and do it up and during the time that she's there her um son mysteriously disappears and uh we'll kind of leave it there have you seen it
2: i have i think when it first came out so a long time ago i look forward to watching it again
3: yes cool
0: um, well, I guess from uh, from us, it's goodbye. Thank you very much for coming yeah, on, Charlie. Yeah, thank you for we'll, having me. Uh, we'll get you back on another one. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, my God. Maybe. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, well, from uh, behind the sofa.
1: Good night.